find something. Hello, Man, Craig. Recording. Craig, <laughs> it's been a while, Craig. It's been a while, Hi. boys. It's been like three weeks since we recorded. Yep. It's been a long time. It's that holiday. Almost like Christmas drama. happened. Christmas <laughs> happened. New Year's happened. Joe had COVID. It was a whole, there was a whole like, there was a cavalcade of co- coincidences that all happened in a row. Indeed. Oh, but now said, we're back. It's Christmas time. Don't record. <laughs> can't, re- can't record on Christmas time or the after Christmas time. Around Christmas time. Anyways, Holidays. we're back. We're back with an with an easy episode, I think. Well, easy for me. Easy just because it's normal talk to talk about stuff instead of me research stuff. What what episodes have been difficult? <laughs> I mean, listen, some come of on. them you have, I had there well, some of them you have to do a lot more reading for. And this one I already kind of knew most things. So I didn't have to do I a ton read of for like 30 minutes, dude. I know it's tough. <laughs> Creating the creating the subclass and creating the spells that took a lot more work than creating the subclass took me, I think, thirty five minutes. It's the anticipation of doing it, you know. <laughs> it's because Eric doesn't do anything until it's the last minute. <laughs> he just thinks about it and he's like, "Crap, I got to do it. Crap, I got to do it. Crap, 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 crap." Okay, I did it. Let's go. I have a really complete <laughs> idea by the time I start. <laughs> so when I start, I'm like, "All right, I know exactly what I'm doing." <laughs> I am a procrastinator for sure. Uh, it's one of my worst features. It's one of my worst traits. Uh, anyways, Sometimes it can be great. I'm my bad. Be Eric. I'm just going to start hounding you on it. I'll be like, dog, is it do that thing? I'll be like, get out of. Here. No, what I'll do is I'll be like, I've been thinking about it a lot. And here, let me tell you some of my ideas. And you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. You have been. And then, and then what'll it. happen is, is at the end you'll go, I just scrapped all that. <laughs> maybe maybe also yeah how, how would you know if, if you started hounding me a lot about it i'd be like absolutely dude i've been working i've been working on it every day and really all hounding i've been doing by is, going what have you written down <laughs> that's a bad no you can't be you can't be doing that because i think about it every day but i like the idea tweaks every day so it can't be right can't be right can't be putting you tell dude, me that, to write stuff down all the time that makes it permanent <laughs> <laughs> I take notes and stuff when I have to. Anyways, uh, well, I'm going to have to start writing it down because my memory is not as good as it used to be. But uh, <laughs> anyways, today we're going to talk about, uh, um, we have a micro topic here at the beginning, and then we're going to talk about like uh, combat and like RP in combat and combat efficiency and how to plan combat while you're in combat. I think that's a one like being clear about communication, stuff like that. Combat but let's things. start combat thing. Just everything combat. <laughs> But uh, before we talk about combat, let's talk about XP. Experience. D&D XP. Experience points. How do you what prefer you like How do you prefer to get levels in D&D? Oh, oh, other two people in this call. I mean, I've only, I've only ever done milestone. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually done where you actually keep track of your XP, so I couldn't tell you if I like it. Let's hear that rant, Eric. I'm not gonna rant. I'm not gonna rant. And I have a rant. I just have like I saw that clip. Matthew Mercer talking about it. Because all I've ever done really is milestone as well. I've had some groups that were like, we're gonna do XP, and it'll really only last like two levels, and then everyone's like, whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's a big hassle. That being said, <laughs> it does seem really fun. I watched the same video. Yes. That being said, yeah, we all watched it. It seems like the more I think about it, the more like it would be awesome if I just got XP for the encounters. 
that way, at least I had an idea of when I was going to level up because there's such a long gap. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm getting to the point where I don't like the irregularity. I would rather have a more concrete idea of how far away from something I am. See that? Yeah. But I do think that it's like a a big pain to keep track of, though. I don't think so. Because if you use an encounter builder, it gives you the exact amount of XP that everyone should get. (sighs) It's still more work. (laughs) Like, if I'm making a monster, I have to assign it XP and... What? They come with XP values. Oh, if I'm making a monster. Oh, if you make your own monster, but you typically you're basing it on something else, right? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be like I said, it wouldn't be a lot most of extra work. Of, most it would be extra. Most work. making of a monster is just a monster with a different name and a different description. And then I got to make sure all my players are doing the math right. Like what? You shouldn't be level twenty yet. Where you don't everyone have else to. is level ten. What did you Here's do? The thing. <laughs> you don't have to make. You don't have to keep track of everyone's individually. You just need your own, which you keep track of, and then at least one player who's keeping track of it right, because everyone's XP should be the same. No, unless you're if you have people missing and yeah. stuff, they won't get XP for not being invites. Yep. And I think if you're gonna do XP, you have to do it that way in this in the way of if you're not there, you don't get XP, so you're behind. Because that's, that's not fair to the other players. I know, but that's tough for like. People like we have some people in our group. And I think who, I think it would make it more uh you'd you'd need to come up with better reasons other than he's got a tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Or if you're gonna give him XP, he needs to I, he, ha- he has be- to go do this other thing that will help us do what we're doing. There's an or argument to be made in both them. ways. Where like everyone gets the same amount of XP or you hand it out in like not extreme variants. You can't have one guy who's level five and everyone else is like level three. But if they do something cool, you give them like an XP bonus and they might get to level up like slightly before someone else. But not a ton. I don't think yeah. if, if you start having too big of a gap between the players, it's like, okay, well, then it starts to feel it starts to feel not right. I mean, but if you, I, I think like if, if you don't keep track of them separately like that, then it just becomes milestones that you have a better idea of when you're leveling. Yeah, that's fine. That's all I want. I would just I want the I want the knowledge of regularity. Try to do that. It's uh, kind of like frustrating. You you're going to level up in the next you know session. I can it is kind of try to do before that. The next your campaign, sessions. your campaign kind of levels up decently frequently. Anyways, it's like Michael's campaign where we're level three for five weeks. Michael really level three low levels. Twelve weeks. Twelve weeks. And it's like, are we about to level up? Or like I'd like to know if we're gonna be doing this soon. Yeah. Because like my character my character in that that's not that's not I think that's a different thing though, right? That's you going, I'm sick of being level three, not when am I gonna be level four? Necessarily, because I have other examples of this where every DM I've ever played with that that like they either they either you you stay in one zone too long or you don't stay in any zone long enough, right? And XP kind of solves that issue. If you have a D, it's almost just as frustrating to never have the, I enjoy the tension of the early levels. So I don't want it to be over in two sessions. But at the same time, I don't want it to take a year and a half to get to level five, right? So like you I mean, had, there's a balance to be struck and XP is a good way to like, I think XP could be a good way to strike that balance and make the players feel accomplished. Oh, you killed those monsters. Here's your XP. 
You know what I mean? Instead of being like, ah, you've been through 35 battles. You might be getting close. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you might, you might be getting there. Are we leveling up soon? I don't know. Cause I haven't decided yet. You know what I mean? Cause I've, I've been in the opposite of Michael's campaign where it's like, all right, we do one session. That's like, it, it maybe it's a little longer. It's like four hours or four and a half hours. And by the end of it, you're level three. And he, it's like, okay, well. That's kind of okay with me in the sense of like level one and two should be really quick. I want my archetype. Uh, yeah, maybe. But like at levels the, one I, and two, that should be like level one is a encounter. <laughs> one. Even <laughs> in XP wise, even even XP wise, it's probably one encounter. Let's look. I can yeah, just it look it up. We can just look up an XP table right now. This was more of a feeling thing for me than like something I looked into really heavily. XP chart. Nothing like a good Google in the middle of a podcast. Okay, you pull up an XP table and I'm going to pull up some monster uh, values. So I'm going to look up character first to Donjon. Load the page. Reach your level. A a group of four at level one. We'll say they kill five uh, eighth CR monsters oh i thought you said at first i was like we ain't killing eight cr monsters eight uh, <laughs> eight yeah they're like we're gonna kill this dragon right level, yeah four level ones eight eight cr monsters i was like what? <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> how much xp is that uh, an eighth level monster is 25 xp so five of them is 125 xp split four ways which is roughly 30 we'll say Okay, it takes 300 XP to get to level two. Holy crap, that's a long way. <laughs> okay, couple fights. <laughs> that's a lot of fights. That's ten yeah. fights at yeah. that at that at that pace. That's a couple of sessions. At least ten fights. Yeah, and it Jeez. goes up to it goes up to 900 XP for level three. I don't think we've ever even come close to averaging five fights a session. <laughs> No, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> At best, one huge fight, yeah. right? Fights take a long time when you have a lot of players. Yep. Uh, I don't expect. Here's the thing. I like the pace feels about right to me, and it doesn't start getting absurd until you're in the higher levels. That's where but it th- should take a long time. To but level. then again, you get a lot more XP, right? Let's say we're level five, and we're gonna go to level six. Give me a level five encounter. Okay, and so tell level me how much five, XP. four players. Be, we'll say you fight four CR three monsters. Yeah. That will only get four, so it's easy with a party of four. It's split. One, yeah. Yeah. Uh, level three is 700 XP, so it'd be 700 apiece. It'd be 700 apiece? Yep. Okay, so you're level five. You have your brand new level five. You have sixty five hundred XP. You need to get to fourteen thousand to get to level six. So wait, wait, what was the numbers again? It was uh, fourteen thousand minus what? Sixty five hundred. I was you're about to need seventy five hundred. Seventy five hundred divided by seven hundred is about ten. Yeah, about ten fights, roughly eleven fights. Now, would, I wonder if that scale I mean, all the way are, through. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Not every fight's going to be that. Yeah, yeah. So. But that's an average. That's a pretty average yeah. fight. Yeah. I wonder if it scales that way all the way. You, do we want to do one more just like higher level just to see if it still scales that way? Sure. Do a level. Do a little 14. 14 to 15. 14 to 15. 
Okay, so we'll do uh, CR6 then for four of those. What's the number we're looking to get? You'll need 25,000 XP to level up from 14 to 15. 25,000? Yeah. Okay, a six CR monster is going to give you 2,300. So divided by 2,300. Hey, look, just under 11 fights. <laughs> that's about perfect, I think. I think that's a good pace. That's long enough to get to know the characters at every level, and but also not so long that you get tired of the things that you're doing. I had never actually looked into that, so yep. that was good. It's about 10 fights per level, roughly. That's about, yeah, that's good. 12, that's, 10 to 12, we'll say. And now that being, a slog. That, that like being a said, that being said, you can also hand out XP for uh, not only fights. Anything you want. Anything you want. <laughs> if, I was, yeah. if I was higher level, it'd be a lot easier to not care and be like okay yeah we're, we're yeah if you're higher level it's not that big a deal but whenever i'm level one and i have to do 10 fights at level one it's like yeah but when you're level with the way we do long rests right when you're <laughs> when you're level one when you're level one you would be handing out xp more often for smaller things because that experience of doing a smaller thing is bigger for your character right if you're a level one rogue, picking a lock is a bigger deal than if you're a level 10 rogue, right? So you would hand out more XP for the picking of the lock or whatever. Right. Or sure. of like good RP or like following a thread and completing a mission or whatever. Oh, you turned like like World of Warcraft thing. You turned in. <laughs> to To use it in vague terms, eventually a story thread is closed. Yeah when that story thread is closed hey by the way guys good job here's some xp toss it out yeah here's some i don't XP. like a hybrid system between that and milestone could be good i hate i hate getting as much as i like the early levels i hate getting stuck in the early levels forever because i want to get to the fun just, stuff that's later on i don't like the early levels as much because i've only done the early levels i've only experienced the late levels of Limited yeah, 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 yeah. Me too, as far as five E goes. I played plenty of high level of the other of three, five, four, but yeah, five E. I've, I've, I've definitely experienced one to six a million times. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, done that, dude. Characters don't even start getting fun for me anymore, as far as like the mechanics of the character until level five. That's when it's like okay, level five extra attack. Level Rolls five, I'm nine. getting that good stuff. So, like, uh, in Michael's campaign, we just got five, right? Yep. That druid suddenly got a lot more interesting because I finally <laughs> started getting some of the spells that make the character, like, work the way I want it to work. Yeah. Like, that's the big turning point is five, I feel like. I just, yeah. like, I'm just looking for spell slots. <laughs> please, please sir. Spell I'm just like, give me spell slots, please. More spell slots, sir. A spell slot can help me go a long way. And you're like shaking your little cup. Um, it heals so many people. <laughs> <laughs> one level in Warlock to see you can have some short rest spell slots. Yeah, geez. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Anyways, uh. <laughs> Big demon comes up to you. I would like to make a bargain with you. <laughs> You're asking for a spell slot. Oh, right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. 
I've been waiting for you for so long, man. You don't even know. Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. I need a contract with the devil. To My God's really dropping the ball here. Maybe I should rethink this. The devil shows up and you go, no, no, I was looking for the old one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, let's move on to combat, shall we? Well, give me a give me a conclusion for for XP first. My conclusion is, I would love to try. I I wanted to bring it up as a topic more to like get it in you guys' head because the more I can like spread this mind virus, (laughs) you know what I mean? Hey guys, you heard about this thing called XP? We should try it. (laughs) And then I pitch I pitch it a little bit, and you're like, I don't know. And then like I poke a little more, and I'm like, come on, maybe it'll be good. Maybe you want to do some math? Everyone loves doing that. And we work it in, and I like I infect you with that mind virus. And the more people I can infect with that mind virus, the more likely it is to happen in these these sessions. Yeah, and with how readily available calculators are, it's pretty easy. What you have a calculator? (laughs) (laughs) I do all my math in my head. (laughs) It's part of my note, write stuff down policy. Yeah, right. It's all all in the the vault. I don't know. I like you got notes on your phone, dude. You can just store it right there. You don't. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I have so many notes on my phone now. It got out of hand. I had to start organizing my notes in my phone. I had to have like folders and subfolders. <laughs> I feel like an old man. Oh, man. I feel like an old man. I, I spent my whole life just like, I can memorize all this. No problem. I'll just memorize this. And now I'm like, fuck. I had an awesome thought yesterday and it's gone. It's gone forever. It's never coming back. It's not even like it'll loop back around where I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking about. If yep. if I have an awesome thought and it goes, sometimes it just that hard drive's full. That's you're working on RAM now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm not, like I honestly, I'm at the point where I feel like I'm. I, I I got maybe one or two more, maybe one, one, maybe two like topics that I can become a true like expert on. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've got a few in the bank. But not many more are gonna fit in there. <laughs> Running out of space up there. I, I, I gotta. I gotta. I. This is just. You know what? This is just turning into the story time episode again. <laughs> I think that my. I think that like the good portion of my brain hard drive space is just being able to recognize cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a huge portion of my brain hard drive space that is being able to recognize music. Being ready yeah. to recognize songs within the first second. There's always that. Yeah, yeah. There's always <laughs> there's always something. Joe's got sports on lock, dude. He's also got <laughs> movies. I got sports, movies, and music, and they're not all 100, but they're pretty dude, good. Your sports knowledge <laughs> is honestly unfucking real. AJ's <laughs> is unreal. You oh, really? Mine's good. AJ's is unreal. AJ's like encyclopedic. That's how yeah. I am with cars. I could do it with old video game consoles too, but that's just because I watched a lot of content. And for some weird reason, I'm good at guessing ages of celebrities. (laughs) A real, real marketable skill. I think that's, yeah. (laughs) That's what I put on my resume. I can guess your age within two years, guaranteed, as long as you're famous. (laughs) Like, what? And then one meeting, someone's like, how old is Brad Pitt? And you're like, my fucking day <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right <clears throat> i've got this one boys <laughs> i knew you know why you hired me 
<laughs> this is the one thing I've done all year. Someone else Googles it before you can respond. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> is what for the point. You say it and they go, you sure? And then yeah. they look it up. And they're, okay, yeah, they're pretty close. One year. <laughs> awesome. He's pretty close. He's pretty close within like a year. Yeah. Bad memory. Man, I'm getting old, dude. I'm 40 now. Oh, dude, I know. I was thinking, this is going to be a general. General, God, man. Anyways, I was thinking about that with my brother the other day. I was like, God damn. He's going to be, he's 40. Yeah. I was like, fuck, dude. I remember when I was 20, I was thinking, damn, he's old. He's he's 30. <laughs> now I'm 30 and I'm like, it's going to keep happening. Like, God damn. He's getting old. He's 40. <laughs> And when I'm when I'm 40, I'm gonna be like, God damn. <laughs> They're getting old. They're 50, dude. They're not 40 anymore, dude. I'm, I'm still on top all the way. Damn. Yeah, Isaac's getting them grays good coming in yeah. real good. Give it you can another see 10. It, Give it the another shine. 10. The shine from your monitor really <laughs> accentuates yeah. the grays. I'm gonna be like Doctor Strange pretty soon. I don't have any grays yet. <laughs> I'm doing all right so far. All right, all right. Back on topic. Just so you know, it's fun being 20. <laughs> You're not 20. You're not 20 years younger in, in the 20s. Again. In the 20s. Sorry. <laughs> you sound like me when I was 27 and like huffing the copium. You're like, I'm still young, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 28. I still got two years. <laughs> I'm fucking young, dude. I promise. I'm young. I do young stuff. I do. Uh, I, I go to movies and I wear t shirts. <laughs> I do young things, I promise. I'm so hip with the kids. I read about the newest of memes. I don't get mad at made-up words yet. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to be doing a lot of editing of coughs, or I'm going to do no editing of coughs at all. One of those two things. One of two extremes. I bet it's the second one. Yeah, unless, unless you have a coughing fit. At some yeah, point. yeah, yeah, and then then coughs. it's going to be the first one. He's just going to have coughs. what? I'm going to get this coughed out of here, and then tomorrow's <laughs> going to come, and you're going to go. I'll get this coughed out of here tomorrow, <laughs> and then you'll be like, "Shit." Man. Well, no, okay. So here's the thing. This <laughs> you want to play kinda... Hunt Showdown? Sick, dude. I'll get those. <laughs> yeah, coughs I'll get those out of here tomorrow. Later. I I know this episode <laughs> has to go up um this week. This is one of those like I need. To, I want to oh, put it up this turnaround. week. Yeah, so I'm going to have to get on it pretty quick. There's not going to be like, <laughs> when I have two weeks, I can be like, I can wait till Monday. That's edit day. And then I spend <laughs> like a few hours on Monday doing it. Whereas like, if it has to be up Friday, I'm like, shit. <laughs> I have to do this now. All right, all right. Uh, we're doing what, combat? What do you want to talk about specifically wanna, for okay. combat? I want to talk about a couple of things. Um I'm going to have to cut down that last part is what I'm going to have to do. That's the real <laughs> editing that's going to have to happen. Um, I want to talk about combat for a couple of reasons. One, just like <clears throat> whew, combat optimization um, okay. and being and like the players being aware of where your other teammates are and what they could possibly do and how your movement affects the the actions that they can take on their turns which you know is less if you're all like martial classes but considerably more if you have a lot of casters right yeah and then i also want to talk about rp in combat and like allowing players 
what what is like where do you think the threshold is of like allowing creative freedom and punishing someone because their creative the creative thing they thought of doesn't technically fit within the rules very well i've run into that myself where like i've totally shut someone down where i'm like yeah dude like that sounds cool but that's not how the game works and you know you do like one damage (laughs) (laughs) when in reality i should like looking back on it when i was like 24 when i ran that session 25 i should have been like that's sick okay roll normal damage or whatever right yeah even though it wasn't he's like i'm doing a shield bash or whatever it's like just roll normal damage because you explained it in a good enough way that I should have given it to him. That's where you have, yeah, you have to kind of just be like, he's using his, he's attacking. He's attacking. He's just describing it in this kind of a way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've been in the situation where I shut people down or I'm like, well, technically the rules would work like this. So this is how it's actually going to go down. Whereas like, I should have just been like, okay, that's sick. Yeah, you do it. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's for a lot of that stuff. I would, I just try to consider it as a reskin of an attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just go with normal. Now, but if, I'm talking if they're trying that to do opens up specific, like if they're trying to do minimal damage with a shield, then I'd be like, oh, cool, you do. You yeah, know, sure. Your base damage, mm-hmm. sure. But like, I feel like I'd be willing now to say, if you were going to do an attack or do something that kind of like it is i can i can make it work within the rules or i can give you more freedom i'd be more willing now than ever in my life to be like that's sick all right it does work here's what happens give him a little bonus for just trying a little bit harder you know what i mean because that encourages that kind of play play. yeah Yeah, that encourages encourages the imagination of creativity and getting into what your character is actually doing because if I had to pick the thing that I'm that I myself am better at, it's being cre- creatively describing fights. I'm better at that than I am at just r- raw role play. Yeah, that's there's I mean, there's a big there's a divide for a lot of players, including myself, where I can go really heavy into role play if it's not during combat. But in combat, I get that sort of other mindset where I'm like, okay, I got to be efficient about this because we may die. <laughs> I have the opposite. See, like when I'm in regular role play, I have a much harder time with that. It takes a lot of effort for me to like get into the character in a way that's meaningful. But in combat, I can get into a groove and it goes both ways. I can get into a groove where I'm just like, yep, I hit him. What what gets me into the groove of, yep, I hit him over and over again, is me trying multiple times to do something cool and it never working out. And then I'm just like, okay, I rolled a hit. Okay, I yeah. rolled a hit. Yeah. But. It I, happens I mean, like once or twice and you go, and I mean, yeah, I just hit him. You can't, you can't be epic all the time, right? You're not going to pull off your epic triple backflip head yeah. slash every single turn. But if you roll a nat 20. Yeah. Or if you, what if you, you just, yeah. Or you just strive something cool. I think yeah. that would be a big helpful improvement is. Like, instead of doing crit cards or something like that, if you roll a crit, describe what you do, and we'll see what happens. You Maybe you get an extra... Yeah. Instead of a... Yeah, instead of a crit card, if you can describe something awesome, I'll give you that you effect. You get to describe something awesome, that's how you get your double damage. Or that's how you get your, you know, cut the tin, tendon, tendon in their leg, and that gets rid of half their movement. You, you cut off I mean? a tendril of an octopus or something. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that kind of stuff needs to be... 
more, I think combat needs to be more open in the way that regular role play is open. Even though regular role play is obviously more freeform than the combat, because the combat has true written rules, which we'll yep. get to. Um, and obviously RP is just like, whatever, really, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and you can take some, you can do a lot of RP in combat by dis, just, just, just uh, words. Words. <laughs> by just describing the way you're doing stuff. Like, I mean, Liam O'Brien is particularly good at it. Yeah. Uh, Was that on Critical Role? Yeah. yeah. So okay. when he, in campaign two, he played a wizard and he would I, like, I wish he, was he would, faster. yeah, he would describe because different uh, spells have different components and he would like describe how he uses that component to do the spell. And it made it really cool because it made it to where he would say, like, I take out the, the sulfur. I'm like, Oh, I know what spell he's going to use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and he's a martial class right now, and he's the way he's describing that is also oh, it's wonderful, really cool. Yeah. He talks about like the way that he flourishes the blade when he uh, when he swings it, and the yeah. way he like does it's it's really cool. It's something that I would like to get a little better it's at. A, that is a, being able to describe combat. I feel is like like a developed skill for sure. Knowing how it's combat flows, I'm, yeah, I'm not particularly good at it. I I'd love it. I only but. It's only just like it's just years of being in it. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that I try to do it. I try to describe. If you things. add just a little tiny reward aspect to it, yeah, it would it really make encourage people, people really want to do it. Like, say you roll a a crit, so you get to describe something. All your teammates see that you did this amazing thing. Maybe they get an inspiration. They get a D four on their next roll, or they get a. Oh yeah, inspiration. Some, die. Something that, be that way to like, like I think that would be a really cool way to impact combat. Like. If you're fighting this big, huge octopus thing, and you run up and you slice off a tendril, people would be like, "Oh, you roll a right. crit, yeah, or whatever." Even if it's not a crit, if it could, if it has the potential to uh, to help your teammates via like inspiration die, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be a good way to reward good description as well. We're just yeah. talking positive reinforcement right now. <laughs> yeah, essentially all I'm getting at. I think I like the idea of having to do that, but then like I don't want to step on the toes of other classes either. Like if there's a bard in your party and you're just handing out the thing that he does, that feels bad for the bard. Inspiration only, are, only if are it's built like into a the game. Like you, you have to roll a natural twenty and do something awesome, and then describe but, something that sure is like okay, yeah, yeah that's awesome. You do is that. it called? And, is it called inspiration in five e? Inspiration is uh, just giving you advantage in five e. Yeah, but I mean, like uh, on the character sheet, there's a place for it, right? Yeah, it's called inspiration. Yeah, okay. Inspiration die, which never get used, which never get used in the way outside of having a, a bard, right? Well, it's different. Bardic inspiration is different than inspiration. So there you it's, go. There's no conflict at all. Handing well, out an what you were just die. describing is, is more like oh, yeah, sorry. inspiration. Inspiration but, is just give it, you can use it and you get advantage on whatever. In the same way, a bard could do something amazing and then say, I'm casting in the bardic inspiration. And then maybe you every now and then, if it's sick enough, and unique enough, they don't they don't just get the bardic inspiration die, they get a regular inspiration die. And that incentivizes the bard to describe what he's doing more. Even if it's just in like a support role. Because I know we've been talking about combat stuff in particular, but you could flourish a heal. You could flourish playing the loot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean anything. You sung songs and then I I like honestly that's sick. 
The only thing that I, my only complaint is no way that fits in six seconds, but it was still cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was awesome. <coughs> well, it's I got cool. one more week of it. <laughs> I got one more week where, where my round of combat takes 15 seconds instead of every- <laughs> everyone in combat just stops and goes, let's listen to the song real quick. Well, I'm, they, I thought about that and I was like, well, I could be like, like playing the intro on the guitar as someone else is going and then. <laughs> what you really need, Isaac, is I need you to get a real guitar out and be like, I'm about to do some inspiration. And then you start playing into the mic. And then when it comes around, you're like, and that. I just got my guitar back, actually. <laughs> there you go. You could be, you could, you could learn the guitar all over again, my guy. Oh, man. That would be less inspiring, I think. <laughs> be a lot of clams in there. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't have to just be combat. It can be like anything that happens in combat. You could describe how cool you're moving. And I think that like even that can be really nice, really awesome. Like how did you how did you move? How did you describe how you jumped across that gorge? How did you describe how you grabbed that person? You know what I mean? I start running, I lean forward, I put my arms behind my back. <laughs> Stretched out towards the and sky. I run like Naruto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joe's loving that reference. <laughs> no. Great show, dude. Great show, dude. What's, what's up? Okay. I'm forced to continue accelerating, otherwise I fall on my face. <laughs> I lean forward so far. Yeah. <clears throat> my speed increases exponentially. Um, if, I, if I pop my shoulders out of place, I really get going. <laughs> I really get going. Yeah. Anyways, I don't really have anything else to say about that. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to bring up the topic of like allowing the role play in combat to happen and rewarding people to keep them doing it. I think at some point it becomes kind of organic and people just would do it on their own uh, without the yeah. reward. But I think at first to like incentivize. That's a good, them, yeah, that's a good way to get people to start coming out of their shell yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you got to keep ramping it up though, right? So every time someone does something, you're like, that was cool. You get a thing. And the next person does something on that same level. It's like, well, you got to beat it. Sorry. <laughs> you can't you be, you can't be cooler be, than the last you one. You can't be doing that because then eventually <laughs> everyone's like, I do a quadruple axle sideways triple flip. And then I throw six di- six throwing knives while I'm in the air doing that. And it hits six individual people in the head in between the eyes. And I land down knee on the ground and i do a kung fu pose and i look at all of them and they ask they roll to attack and then you're rolling that one you go you go to do that and you fall on your face yeah <laughs> you envision it as you were going i, I did that the one time so i cool. i dm'd i with the uh how do you want to do this like yeah people describe what they want to do they did something outrageously crazy i made a player roll and he <laughs> rolled poorly so i was like you still kill them you just tripped and accidentally sunk your sword into his neck (laughs) instead of i would i would say i would say the solution to that problem is roll to see what you do (laughs) (laughs) if you roll low you can describe something dumb and if you roll high you can describe something cool yeah that's what you'd have to do because nothing is more dejecting than like taking the 10 seconds to like explain your awesome shit and then like rolling a four and you're like <laughs> okay i guess i don't all do right. all that stuff i just that's talked the fun about part for the dm that gets to go okay yeah you try to do that but yeah. this is what happens like you do you do that 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 is exactly how you see it happening in your head yeah but everyone else this is what they see <laughs> yeah. i want that Zach you, 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 you land though. and you're doing this and everyone else is going what 
there's a lens, uh, there's a lens flare in the background. <laughs> Anyways, that's mostly what I had to say about RP in combat. If you guys want to add anything to that. No, I like, like it. I, like yeah. I said, the, the I really want to get better at that doing basically what Liam O'Brien does. Is, uh, I think he's very good at it. Uh, All right. But yeah. Do we want to talk about some of the interesting things in uh, actions in combat? Let's do it. All right. Actions in combat, guys. Um, Any one thing about combat before we move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss rolling for initiative and going in an order. I, oh, really? I kind of do, too. But I, I do... I would like... <laughs> the only difference I would like in that is... If I wanted to, say, team up with a buddy to do something cool together, allowing a, your, the guy who's ahead of me to go, I'm going to hold my entire turn until this p- part of combat so we can do blah, 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 blah. I will that say, way yeah. you can move it around that way, but you have a set in stone every time. I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm going here. Because, man, I tell you what. Whenever I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about, all right, I'm gonna do this, and I go, I'm gonna, and then everyone goes, I'm gonna do, and I'm like, <laughs> honestly, oh like, <laughs> I, gotta, I, I agree in like a couple of ways. We, you know what? We don't have to talk about action and combat. In, in that sense, not only, not only does I, I, I think that like the 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 block going works in some ways, and it doesn't work in others. What you described is perfect. Another thing that kind of sucks about the way we do it, the block moving is like all of the enemies get to go at the same time too. So there's no in between, right? If your guy Usually all the enemies go together anyway though. Yeah, they roll one. Or it's like there's one big bad that rolls his own and all the minions go at the same time. I'm thinking more like the way it used to be done when I started. Each thing has its own. Each thing has its own initiative. Do you imagine that combat with David? <laughs> Why gotta be throwing him under the bus like that? No, I, I'm not throwing him under him. the bus or anything. I'm just saying that would have been a nightmare to have to DM. Oh, to DM. Yeah, okay. yeah, with I'm, the, with I'm not saying. Skeletons. I'm not. I'm not saying beginner does that. But most con- most combats don't have that many enemies, right? It's pretty low numbers, typically speaking. Mm-hmm. And having it to where it's staggered, where it's like one of you guys go, then an enemy, then two of you guys, then three enemies, right? It staggers the damage as well. Because when you do block moving or block initiatives like that, you definitely get into situations where you have a healer, you have a support guy, but he's less effective because the enemy can kill you in one round. Yeah, that's right? the that's the, that happened in the last session. I run up there and then they were like, oh, we're all four going at the same time. We're going to the same guy. That, yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, bam, he's down. Okay, next. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's, that's why my last character died as well. I don't even necessarily think it was a mistake on Michael's part as far as like mis, misbalancing the thing. It's just D&D is not balanced for one guy to get wailed on five times in a row. I, we just don't have the HP, right? If it had been a normal thing where one lizard man comes up and stabs me and then it's my turn again, I have time to either like do something, move away, Back have something else. Yeah. Or one of my teammates, you know, if I get hit twice and then my healer is up, he could toss me a heal and then I'm topped up and ready for I some can more stay damage. in combat. Yeah, exactly. Where when you do it in the blocks and the way that we do it, you get situations like that where like one dude 
just is in kind of a bad position or the enemy or the DM just decides randomly almost sometimes, or maybe it's tactically that, oh, it'd be smart for all of them to attack this guy. Maybe that is smart. Maybe that is what they do. But the game isn't balanced correctly for like, I was an artificer. I had 30 health. No way I could take, you know, six shots in one round. You know what I mean? It just wasn't, it's not feasible for a character of that level to take that many hits in one round. And it's the same thing. And and, and it allows your, and on top of that, sorry, it allows your support players to be more useful in combat instead of like, okay, well, I'm just going to wait around until someone gets absolutely waylaid. And then by the time someone takes 10 attacks in a row, your five or 10 HP heal is like, Thanks. Thanks, but I'm still dead next round. Because Instead they're like, also surrounding me. Yeah, and still, yeah, because I can't go anywhere, and I'm just going to get just absolutely pumped. They're going to run <laughs> a train on me again next turn, and there's nothing I can do, right? Yeah. Denied. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I like... If if we were gonna make another change, I'd want to. I, I that that's another one that I I I'm I would advocate for, is like going back to a true initiative system, where it's not just all the monsters go, then it's you guys. It's like individual initiatives for each thing. Does having block initiative speed up combat? Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. But block also what could help speed up combat ways. in that sense is like. If whenever your turn comes up, you have a timer. You got thirty seconds to say what you're gonna. That's do. another thing. You can't sit I, there and just go. Uh, when when ah, we're in combat, ooh, he did. Ah, <laughs> about for, the only time for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. About the only time I I I get I have to pause when it's my turn because I've been thinking about my turn the whole time. And so moves time, into your AOE and you're like that's that's that. about the only, yeah that's about <laughs> the only thing. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about, which is like being aware of the people that are in your group and playing to the advantages of your group. Because there have been plenty of situations where like I'm sitting there going and I I, I could speak up, but that's almost metagaming, right? If I say, mm-hmm. don't do that, you know, and it's not my turn to speak. But as like a martial player, you also need to know like my buddy in the back there, these guys are grouped and his turn is in an order well enough that he could get these guys before they spread out. If I am going to go up and attack, I'm going to do it in a way that he can still hit most of them with his spell, the most possible. That's where you got to, I think, role-playing would help a ton. Not only role-playing, but... Going, your characters talk about what they do, how they attack, how they do I think combat. If 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 they were characters, I don't even think it needs to be role played. It can be implied via the via the technicalities of the game. Because if you're implying, if you're if especially if you've been adventuring for a while, because if you're casting fireballs, typically your group's been together for a little while, right? Unless they started at that level. But by that point, you've done enough fights together. You mechanically know how everyone's class works, generally speaking, what they're going to do on average. Right. Yeah. And if you and have a big AOE guy, you need to play around that. And if you have a little roguey guy, it, it goes the same way for the caster. I can't be casting a wall that screws the whole fight. You know what I mean? I yeah. need to be strategic about my play in the same way that a martial class needs to be strategic about their play. And I, I, I took that into consideration so much when I played like Finn, my sorcerer. I only tried to cast spells that either maximize my damage output while minimizing harm to my allies 
or if I was going to split them, I split them in a way that allowed the party to still work synergistically. But there were plenty of times where I got absolutely boned by someone <laughs> walking into a spot where it's like, okay, you walked in the middle of three of them. I can now not shape this spell in any way where I can hit more than two. And it's you know like, what I, I think the solution to that is what? Just hit them. Just, just hit your team. <laughs> I like mean, you from That's a role, a play role play view, aspect, yeah. man. You just go, I've told you a million times. Yeah. <laughs> just blast them. But as when they run up, be like, my character says, look out, don't stay there. And then yeah. they do be like, <laughs> <laughs> blow them away anyways. And then they're I, like, oh, I should uh, not stay there. I think that that's okay. If you occasionally hit your martial classes that are not moving out of the way. I yeah. think that that is 100% acceptable. Like I, I don't don't target them, obviously, but like, yeah, yeah. If you're like, I can never do what I want to do because you guys are always standing in the way. Eventually, you just be like, I'm gonna hit this, like on look out, we, don't stand there. And then if they do, we, like it's coming. <laughs> we did it a couple of times. Me and Joe did it a couple of times before my fire got the thing where it went through resistance. There are plenty mm -hmm. of times where I'm like, I'm gonna shoot this fire. And, I, and, and Eric was like, I'm doing it, and I was like, Do it, do it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it. And we had an agreement where like he's gonna take half damage. And I can make him take half damage. So half of half, okay, the damage on him won't be so bad, but I'll be able to deal a lot because he's surrounded, right? <laughs> and there's like a there's like a trade-off. But somebody is going to, the thing about attacking your teammates, even if you're like, I told you a million times not to stand there, I'm blasting you into oblivion. <laughs> and then if you roll amazing, you're like, oh, I didn't just damage them. I vaporized them because... <laughs> A seventh level fireball with max damage or close to it is going to be a lot. So if yeah. you're hurt at all, or if you're not a big boy with a ton of health, you don't have any resistances. I think that's that's where you have to be like, okay, I know I don't need to throw a seventh level fireball on my <laughs> Yeah. I'll even pop a, it even, back down to a five. Into a five. That's still a lot. Even, <laughs> even a base level fireball is a lot. I actually was going through the notes, speaking of the notes on my phone, I have a chart on my phone of like how much damage on average fireball does at every level. <laughs> Max potential average of everyone. Uh, yeah, but I think that like, I do think that that is going to be limited by your players, not even their characters, right? Uh, you got to talk on about how tactically player, they think. think. Yeah, but you got to, you got to like, if if you're doing nothing in your brain, the whole because we have five like in our groups there's five people right, mm -hmm. so you got plenty of time to think about what you're going to do on your turn. Now, if you're a fighter, sometimes you can you can turn off your brain and be like, I already know what I'm doing next turn. I'm going to punch this guy. <laughs> I'm going to hit this guy with my sword. I'm going to stab him with my spear. Right. Yep. But, but I, I don't know. Even because like, and maybe this is specific to the the class that I'm playing when I play the rogue with with the mobile feet. I am thinking about my positioning every turn. Well, there's a difference. A rogue has a min-max feature built into it, which is like, I had to be optimal in combat. I have to play it this way. The way you built your character, there is an optimal way to play. And like, I know you're not a big min-max guy, but in combat, you play like a min-maxer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because yeah. I, and I would because expect you want to, to have the, You want to have the most impact possible. Now, yeah, I don't expect sure. everyone to min-max in the way that I min-max. 
or even in the way that you min max, right? Like doing kind of a, like a similar sequence of events, but like that, that optimize your damage. If you're not that kind of player, fine. If you want to just stab stuff, but I do think bare minimum, you need to think about your positioning in relativity relative to what your other players do on average. Right. Yeah. I try to, and this is one of the things that sort of, we sort of double dip into when we do our block movements, right? I'll move in flank with somebody hit and then they'll hit and then I'll, and then I'll move away, which you would not be able to do in a standard initiative, uh, setup. We no, but couldn't really, couldn't you, either, couldn't but. you do it like this? I get in position. I attack. I hold that. I hold my disengage, which I can take until the next turn until the, my, this mm. person's turn. And you then when that person comes action. down the initiative, I think you You're can hold a move to be able to hold movement i thought i read ready sometimes you want to uh first you decide what circumstance will trigger and then you choose the action you will take in response to that trigger or you choose to move up to your speed in response to it so you can move up to your speed but if i am i mean that's movement not using a bonus action to dash right i can't hold my entire turn i can hold an action or movement but you can dash as a bonus action right Yes. Okay, so you dash as a bonus action at the beginning of your turn. You use your dash to move into position. You attack, then you hold your movement for the, for the retreat, right? Okay. Yeah. Because you get a free disengage. Well, but generally, I don't do that. Generally, I use my bonus action at the end of my turn to hide. But what is hide? Is hide a thing? It's like it's a being out of line of sight. It's like not having sight on the creature no, anymore. You have to, you have it's to a hide. stealth roll. Do you have to hide? Yeah. That rogues specifically can do it as a bonus action because I'm not saying you wouldn't maybe be able to do it every turn the way you do it now. Yeah. But you could do it occasionally, and that could even balance that part out. Like the benefit of that doesn't outweigh, I don't think, the negatives. Yeah. The creatively. <clears throat> the sort of the way that I wrote the, the character of my rogue is that he was going to be jumping in and out of combat because he's a, like a street kid. Yeah. Like he's just like, ha, huh, and quick, quick, real quick. And then get out of the sure. way. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And that totally works, but it works within the base turn system and it allows more creativity from other players. And it allows players to have their moment when everyone goes at the same time. Like Joe was saying earlier, it can feel like I'm doing, I'm going to do this epic thing. Okay. And then you get cut off. Yeah. Or you, you have to start every doing something and everybody's going, ah, 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 my turn. Yeah. <laughs> or, or this is what happens. Somebody ends their turn and everybody goes. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Right. I Can I go next? Can I go next? <laughs> okay, good. So appeal to reason. I think we should go back to a true turn by turn initiative because the situation in situations where there's a lot of enemies, we can do the block thing, right? There's 30 enemies that are going to die in one hit each. Yeah, I don't want to go back and forth 20 times. <laughs> I but just want the a, consistency of knowing I'm going after this person. If it's Yeah, if it's a four or five people, I would like, you know, enemy, me, two enemies, two allies. And that balances. I, yeah, order. I think we need to, like, what, what are the optimal, what's the optimal uh, combat scenario where you would use block versus when you would when you think you should use standard block over a standard well just either either or like because i feel like there's there are good situations to use both 
but I'm I'm trying to think of them. I'm not okay. I'm the worst person to ask for this because <laughs> I min max for damage. I like doing damage. I gain great pleasure from doing damage. So I would almost always choose to take the damage than to take a block action. No, 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 not, not, I mean like the, the block initiative versus standard initiative. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. <laughs> the only situation that I think that a block initiative, you know what? I changed my mind as I was saying it. <laughs> I don't think that there is, now that we've done it, I liked it at first. Done it a while, and the more I think about it, the more I, the more I'm like, the there is no good scenario for block initiative. Yeah. If you have a fight, I mean. if you have a fight that has 50 enemies in it, you need to have a separate large combat system, which they exist. Third party systems exist. If you want to have a large combat, you need to have a large combat system and play it completely differently than regular combat. And if you want to have and normal combat should be initiative, just normal initiative based. What Does about it slow the pace? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but what about the a difference in like a trivial fight versus a fight that's going to be tough? Like you come up, you're going to the big bad's lair, right? Uh-huh. But before you get there, there's a bunch of little minions that you got to deal with. Now they're not going to be difficult, but they're designed to like maybe eat a spell slot or two, right? How many minions are there? Ten, we'll say. But they're not high CR. They're like you can kill those with a, a fireball or two. Okay. In that and scenario, this, this sort of gets into to like combat design too, because like the 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 purpose of this combat would essentially be, well, let's not have you full strength going into this the big bad guy. Let's okay. have you down a couple spell slots. In that scenario, you want to have ten plus enemies. You pair them. Initiative order like normal, but they go two at a time instead of one at a time. That cuts the that cuts the initiative order in half. And makes it more balanced, like a regular initiative. And but you having still don't two... think block is. Yeah, I, I don't, don't like block. I don't think I don't okay. think block becomes relevant until you're up to like 25, 30 enemies, twenty plus, twenty plus enemies would be a good time for block. But at the same time, I, I'm going back to what I said earlier. Even twenty, I made this analogy in your campaign. Actually, I can stomp a rat to death in one hit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop a stomp a thousand of them before they eat my eyeballs out. <laughs> and that's the problem you run into. If 30, you know, little goblins with a pencil in their hand come up and start. Look what happened to it. David. Yeah. <laughs> start coming that's up to stab. That's where the quote came from. <laughs> yeah. That's where the quote came from. Start stabbing at my ankles. Yeah, sure. On my turn, I can go whack, whack, whack and kill three of them instantly. Right. Doesn't change the fact that they're going to turn my ankles into mincemeat in one turn, right? Yeah. Just my volume of attack. Yeah, I'm thinking more along the lines of just like to speed a combat because block combat is great for speeding combat. There's large there's large scale encounter rules. I don't know if there is in 5e officially, but there is large scale encounter rules in um in like older editions and especially third 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 party (coughs) rule changes. That's at the hex side of like a battle mat, which I know you've never used. Well, you might have used it. Come over to mats a couple of times. Yeah, I used it. The if you flip that mat over, there's a hex side, and a hex side is like is way bigger than a regular square. It can be like fifty feet per one or thirty mm-hmm. feet per one. And you do like a bigger form of combat where you're not fighting individuals; you're fighting groups. 
oh, if if the barbarian is fighting five guys and this guy's fighting five guys and these guys are fighting ten guys or whatever, right? You do one big thing where you you like do some like opposed roles or something like that, and you go, okay, well you're this much more powerful, so they get two hits on you based on these roles. They hit you twice, but you kill four of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not not even talking about so much like the the fairness of block combat for large groups of enemies so much as I am saying, do you think that it would be, do you think you would consider using a block initiative for combats that are more trivial just to speed them along? So you're not spending a long amount of time doing a combat that should resolve pretty quickly. I I think that the pairing solves that issue because we're going to fight 10 sprites and they're going to take maybe two hits each is what kind of what you were describing. Um, one fireball to start a combat, boom, they're all already half dead. If it's going to take well, one hit after that. Sure, but what I'm saying is like, if your wizard rolls a one on initiative, he's got to wait for every other person in your party to go first. That's the part of the the block combat that is sped up, right? It's like the stuff that like your wizard can go first if it's all AOE. So your martial classes aren't, well, I'll go and hit three times and the other one, oh, I'll go and but hit three times too. That takes but away still from the storytelling, right? Like if he has to go last... <laughs> That means all your other characters are going to either take a little bit more damage going on yeah, this or... trivial fight before this big boss. Well, and... maybe. It depends on if the if they all go before the, the monsters still. Then or... it's just you using time. Well, if that's like... the case, it, it, then you, I think as a group you just go, okay, we're going first. I'm going to hold my turn, wizard, and take them out. <laughs> yeah you could do that you could totally do that or like here's your chance to be tactical hey other martial classes who are up here we need to form a group in a certain way or we need to like wrangle these guys in a certain way i'm gonna go right you go left we'll push them together you know what i mean and you have sure. to treat the enemies the enemies have to act accordingly right if if they're dumb little like me 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 i'm gonna stab you you know they're, they're not thinking tactically. They're just thinking, I got to kill these guys. <laughs> and so, like, if you flank and try to crush them, like, like you're a sheepdog, like you're five sheepdogs herding a bunch of sheep. If you're flanking and you're much more powerful, they're going to know you're more powerful. And they will, they, will, they will forego, they will give up ground to, like, an intimidation factor, right? And that, and then there's, there's the tactical part of it. I'm grouping these guys up because I know my wizard's at the end. And I know that he can blast these guys with minimal damage to us. Okay, well, let me ask you this then. Why? Because I I have a solid idea of why I think the block initiative is faster. But why do you think it's faster? I think it only really it's like ready. It's like playing ready golf. The person who's ready to go is ready to go at the moment, instead of the guy who's going. Oh, hang on. Let me see what I want to do. Yeah, let me read my character sheet. That's where you. That's that is that is why I think it goes faster as well. So. But this, this, this loops back to do, into the player if you, engagement. If you look at uh, uh, Critical Role, I'm going to use an example. <laughs> That's a good example. Before their turns, Matt goes, all right, oh, you're Jester, on you're on deck. Get ready. Yeah. And then he's constantly going, all right, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You and your players. Time. What are you going to do? And yeah, and you'll know which one of your players lag behind on that. Some of your players, when it's their turn, they're going to be like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. And they do that every round and maybe only once every five rounds or they go like, oh, OK, what do I do in this situation? Right. Mm-hmm. If they're doing that, that's fine. That's an acceptable amount of. Ugh. But if you've got a if you got a player who's going. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
every single yeah. turn, then you need to give them a heads up. Yo, dog, I know it's John Binglebopper's turn, but you're next. And you need to know what you're <laughs> going to do on your turn because and you're there passing to around be too much. You have to punish players if they're doing that all the time. It's like you lose your turn. <laughs> yeah, they either lose a turn or you or the player that's not keeping up with the combat, not paying attention. You start imposing a time limit on them. If the if the heads up isn't enough for them, you go, you have 15 seconds to do your turn. I'm starting the timer on your turn. And eventually, they will learn to pay attention. I mean, I agree with if, if they're not paying attention, but there are some people who just can't work within those time confines. And I think that the block initiative There's, does okay. help. They get to see what everyone, everyone's doing, and they just go. The 15 second timer, I'm talking like that's last resort, right? I think that's that's the thing where I I disconnect. Uh in a fight like that, you you're not you you want to be aware of the battlefield, but you're not gonna take this six sec six seconds of a of a round is all happening at the same time. You're there's no way you're gonna be going, all right, he did that, he did that, he's doing that. All right, all right. <laughs> that's okay. the way you think about it. That's the way you think about it, but it doesn't yeah, really happen he, in that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't happen that way, but when you're, it's man, and the time constraint back to the tactical thing, right? Because yeah. if if you're if you're being as tactical as possible, you're going to take into account that these but things are not all happening at the same time. We're going in the turn order. You're and your DM is going to t presumably tune fights to where he thinks th his party is playing tactically. So if I, you suddenly throw out all the tactical stuff. I think, that's, I think what you're talking about is like a high level thing that doesn't necessarily get planned for, right? You, when you plan a fight, me personally, and from what I've seen from most DMs, it's like, you know, the monsters, you know, typically what they can take, but you're not going, I bet they'll do, I bet they'll pull off a roundabout left hand Napoleon jingle banger flank or whatever, right? They're going to play the way they're going to play. And there's, there's almost no way to plan completely. Right. It's it's that old DM True. adage. But there is going to be a very large discrepancy between playing with a group of veterans and playing with a group of people who've only played a couple times. Fair enough. And I am totally in this scenario. I'm talking about playing with a group yeah, of people that who played. should know what's going on. If you're like, new, it's gonna take more time. It's gonna be slow. <laughs> yeah, it's you can't be, be if they're if they've yeah, never played before. This is, two this combat is for in. experienced yeah. players that I'm you talking You can't be about. going, you I'm can't not. be going. Well, dickhead, took you. <laughs> you had to you had to pause five combats in a row, so or five turns in a row. You got ten seconds to do your turn, and they're like, "It's only the second time." <laughs> I don't even know what I can do. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different that's thing. That's different. not what we're that's not what we're talking. We're, about. Like, we're talking like this is we we played enough. We know what our characters do whenever we make them. Yeah, we know every every group we play in. Everyone who plays in those groups has played for multiple years. They should know what their character works. You say that, but not everyone does. <laughs> but if they don't, if they don't, you have to. You I think that's a get that's something that's going to have an incentivized. Like I need to figure out what I'm doing, or else I'm just going to get skipped. Yeah, you're skipping at, the, at first, this point in how long we've been playing together. Yeah, I, have no, I mean, I, I feel no that way sometimes, but on, on other times, I'm like, just figure it out in a second. No, 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 no. I'm past this. I'm past <laughs> this. We have too much experience to be doing this kind of thing, because like. If you don't know what your character does and you're taking 5, 10, 15 seconds every turn trying to decide what you're doing, it's not like 
It's not like if I okay with, a I'm okay with 30 minutes or 30 minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm yeah. okay with 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes <laughs> you just take all you time next week. It's all right. your turn. If, if, you, if you're, if you're sitting there for 30 seconds going, okay, I could do this. I can do this. I'm going to do this. That's fine. And then I can do that. But, but if it's, if you're going 45 to a minute, you're going, ah, uh, uh, ooh, let me see what this does. Uh, 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 and it's, it's not like, like, it's like, okay. It's not Maybe like when you're if you're forming play. a plot, it's something. Yeah. But whenever it's just like, yeah, uh, um, uh, and then at the end of it, you go, <laughs> "I hit him with my axe." Yeah, it's like what yeah, it took you that. I don't know. Some people just their brains work differently. Like I but, mean, but, Ashley but, Johnson takes forever on her turns every time but, she's been playing for a long time. It's not like it's not like that when your turn pops up. That's all the time you had to plan. Like it's not like it's been sprung upon you. If you were paying attention. You had everyone else's turn to figure out what you were going to do. And in a turn-by-turn initiative style of combat, you get even more time to think about what you're going to do. Because when it's a block combat, sometimes you are a little, you're either, you either have a lot of time or you have no time. If no one else is going and you're like, I better, I better go. That's, that's one thing. But in an initiative situation, you're either first and you need to think of it quick or you're last. And if you're last, You've got some time to think about what you're going to do, dude. <laughs> and it's, if you're a fighter, it's not like you have a, like a myriad of options, right? If you're not a caster class, your options are pretty limited. We're not playing 4D chess. You just need to choose whether you're going to shoot a bow from here or there, who you're going to ha- cast hex on. And then like, if you're a fighter, you need to decide, am I going to punch this guy twice? or I'm going to punch him once and punch the guy next to him once. Or do I need to position over here? That's, that's, it's not like... You're not, not everyone needs to be tactical God, but yeah, just have a backup plan. At least if you're thinking of something tactical all the way up to your turn. And then it turns out, ah, shit, the way that guy moved really screwed up my whole thing. Your backup plan is I'm just going to punch this guy a couple of times. Don't get me wrong. I know there's going to be times where you get screwed right before your turn (laughs) pops up and you have to, and you have to go, I need a second. Give me, give me a minute. I yep. get that every now and again, but like every, every single turn, turn, it's like have that backup firebolt ready, dude. Your <laughs> ray of frost. If your AOE got screwed and there's no optimal way to do it, don't sit there for a minute. Just go look at it. Go, okay, he moved that way, and 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 even if it's a move, the move's the first thing they do. If they move and you know it screwed you, you have the their whole turn. Then a little bit of time at the beginning of your turn to decide what you're going to do. And if it just works out that the AOE is not going to work, you got to be like, all right, well, here comes a firebolt. <laughs> okay. Line up a couple of things. <laughs> sure. Use the line tool. If I'm going to use Agonaz or Scorcher or, or like Lightning Bolt, I'm lining it up and I'm going, here's the optimal way to cast them. If I'm yeah, using a fireball. is something that, that Tailspire is a real good thing for because you can be doing those things on anyone else's turn. Whereas in person, I don't know. You I can do it in person, lot, but you can it's do a it in person. I would imagine if you're doing theater of the mind, it's hard. Yeah. If you're not, if you're playing with miniatures, then it's no different than Tailspire. I played on a battle mat with miniatures where the map was drawn with dry erase marker, wet erase marker for years. And it works just fine. The only difference is, is that the maps don't look as good and all the enemies look the same. <laughs> and that happens in Tailspire. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I mean. Well. I guess the the benefit in Tailspire is you can you have the measuring tools that are exact, right? Yeah. But in a in a game of D anD D, like I had a ruler, I had a tape measure, like a like a loose tape, 
Oh, okay. I could very easily, while it's someone else's turn, just reach out and like set up the line. Or even like, if you're playing at a tabletop, you know what you have? A pen. You set the pen on the mat in front of you, you go, you got the pen's 15 feet long. And you go over the top of the minis and you go, <laughs> that's three in a line right there, baby. Like it's not rocket science. It's just like it's a different, it's a different mindset, maybe if you're not used to playing in person. But Tailspire didn't like revolutionize the game. It's always been that way. It's just like having the willingness and paying attention enough to like stick with it. It's the same thing. And we're talking about combat, but this applies to role play as well. You can't role play effectively if you're scrolling Twitter when it's not your when you're not talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because someone goes, so what do you think about that? And you're like, and you go, I think that's great. <laughs> that sounds awesome. You should whatever you just said, whatever you just said, I think it is the best plan I've ever heard in my life. All right. Uh, because you well, can't be going. You can't be going. What was the plan? <laughs> Unless your character is that character, I guess. Yeah, you could totally do that. You I'm just that absent off. minded, you know. But if you're doing this the whole time. <laughs> and then suddenly you're like what's going on yeah. <laughs> it made sense with like my character that died my thing was that when i wasn't talking like when you guys were doing talking stuff i was drawing in my notebook so when you asked my opinion i would have to be like uh, <laughs> I, was, I was i was kind of uh i was kind of engaged uh what were we talking about <laughs> oh yes okay yeah let me give you my opinion on that <laughs> All right. Did you want to talk, uh, touch on the action in combat? Uh, well, we kind of, we kind of killed, we ate up all the action in combat time. Okay. With, I didn't uh, know if you were going to edit out any of the story. Sorry. Time. Even if sorry. we edit out, I think even if I edit out the story time, we're still enough over that it was. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There's mm-hmm. actually, actually, you know what? I'll touch on a couple of things. Okay. I'll touch on, hear. I'll touch on move. The amount of things you can do in a move, I think, was really interesting when I read over this again, which I haven't done in a really long time. And then there was one other thing that I can't remember. Maybe we do cover this in its own like episode. Encumbered? No, not encumbered. Do you have something to say about encumbered? It was a word similar to that. I was like, I'll remind you about the thing. And then I forgot what it was. Oh, okay. Two things. Yeah. Tumbling. Tumbling Tumbling is one. Encumbered tumble. That's what was stored in a similar place in my brain. (laughs) Tumbling through someone's square. I think it's totally fine to use acrobatics in the way to tumble through an enemy square. And I don't remember what I was going to say earlier because I didn't write it down. See, it's one of the, we were just talking talking about (laughs) It's gone. It's gone. The idea I had. There's certain classes too where you just, I think a monk should just they can go. They can go. Yeah. It's a they monk. Can jump. Oh, here's Maybe what a I was say about They're Thanks. agile. There are that's what they do. Thanks for saying monk. Here's my opinion on tumbling okay, through someone's square. In a when you think about combat in the term of squares, and the game, to be fair, the game is balanced in the term of a square, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm standing up, if I'm squared up with you fighting you, I do not occupy a five foot square. I'm not a dresser. I'm a person. I'm not a fridge in front of you. There's plenty of leeway space for you to move through my square in an actual fight. And yeah, the balancing, a, I mean, it's balanced, obviously, like you said, but the, the idea know, is taking a you, role to do it. You can move with the person that's trying to pass you, right? Yes, but within five feet, 
when you tumble, let's say you take a tumble, and we did some of this in my martial arts class tonight that I do before we record, like entering someone's space, you make that space. And by rolling a die for a tumble or an attack, like you could specify an attack. When I attack him, I don't just want to hit him. I'm trying to create some space. Or I'm going to use part of my attack to, or I'm going to use part of my movement to create a space. Or I'm going to tumble to create some space. Because the, the the piece does not take up five foot. Unless you're fighting a gelatinous cube, you know. I'll disengage, son. <laughs> or you could Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's balanced that way, right? Because there are rules that you can shove people. Yeah. You can move people. Yeah, sure. But, but I don't I don't think that I don't think allowing an acrobatics check or a dex check to tumble through someone's square breaks the balance of the game. Yeah, I think that, I think, I we think do it's it okay. perfectly it's, fine. Yeah, we I think use we it, do it I think we fine. do it as an action. So it's it you do sacrifice and I think that that's fair. Uh the other thing I through a square. The other thing I want to talk about is search. The search okay. action. Let's Did you know about the search action? I mean, I've I only I've, recently realized that it's like a typical action based on i had forgotten about this stuff. <laughs> i the last time i read actions in combat was when the player's handbook came out and i was reading it again and i was like ah search whether it's a perception or invest or an investigation is the dm's choice not the player's choice mm -hmm. so instead of saying i'm investigating this place you say i'm going to search this place and that removes the ambiguity of whether you should be using perception or investigation I think that that is actually a very important thing that we should talk about in in our all groups. Way, all the way back to episode one of this, right? <laughs> did, did we talk about it? It's perception versus investigation. Investigation, yeah. There's a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the first episode. You're right. The uh, if I'd have known about this back then, I would have just been like, "This is the solution to that problem." The ambiguity. I don't like the ambiguity around like. I do. I I want to. I want to. I want to look around this room. And they're like, all right. And you're like, all right. Uh, I guess I'll roll perception. All right. Well, you don't really find it. Okay. I guess I'll roll investigation. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just say, I think a good a good medium because the DM knows what they want you to do. Most of the time, so just saying, I want to search this room. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean we kind of already do that. I feel like the I have changed the way I feel about the way I uh use investigation yeah and i think i've talked to you a little bit about it but perception is whether you can see something and investigation is what you make of it so if you see like or if you if you're like i go into this room i want to search for traps you can make an investigation because you you if you're an, an investigator you know where to look and what to look for if you're gonna go in there as a perception say i want to look for traps you say, oh, you can make a perception check. You're just looking around the room, and if something pops out at you, then you're like, oh, geez, I see that thing over there. But I, I feel like investigation is more of a, I'm looking in the specific spot, spot yeah. where I know a trap would be. Where I think a trap would be. Yeah, where, where the, a trap would be best served in this room. Because being able to spot something quickly at a glance and being able to draw lines in between and investigate something yeah. are two different skill sets. I think that's where you would make, like, that perception role is going to be a way higher DC than that investigation role. Yeah, and that's why I say whenever I, uh, give, whenever I give players the option between two checks, like, you can make a perception or an investigation, your choice. Depending on what you roll, you may get different information. Huh. I agree with that. 
I don't know if I like that or if I just want to say, or you just say, you search the room. Well, the big thing, like, if we're using traps as an example, if you're just looking for traps and you go, okay, you see that there is something over here. Whereas if you were investigating, you would see you found the trap. You maybe, found maybe, what it maybe is the initial thing is I walk in here, I want to search for some traps. Roll perception, roll investigation. You make the call right there. And then if you, if it is perception and they find it, then they need to roll their follow up check to disarm instead of like doing multiple find to checks. Do another investigation check to see if you can discern how to deactivate it. Whereas then, it should, it should I, just I want, be, you I, already got it, you know where yeah. it is. Tell I want to rogue I, about it and let him find it. Yeah, yeah. Let him, the, let him the, deal with I it. I want to search this room for traps. You roll high. Okay, you find a trap. Then the next roll is like a disarm trap roll, not a let me investigate this trap. Feel like you could do an investigation, especially if it's like, oh, your your person with really high perception walks in and looks over the room. If, if it's something, and then they tell the rogue, and the rogue, I'm gonna be like, eh, make an investigation check for the rogue, see if you can figure out how this works. Maybe. And otherwise, Maybe. you're just letting your 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 cleric do all of the the spotting for you. I mean, you are in that scenario as well because <laughs> the cleric walks in and goes, "There it is." <laughs> <laughs> now, and like if the trap is a series of levers and ropes that go around the room, <laughs> you can investigate how to how to how to disarm that, think, right? I think that's yeah. something too where uh that gives your group two opportunities, but only two yeah, people only get two. to go. One gets up. to one gets to perceive and one gets to investigate. Yeah, you can't be going things. like all right, everybody, I rolled like crap, somebody else roll. Yeah, that's that's I don't want that. Yeah, I, I don't we want gotta, that. We got to be like, no, nah, not everybody on. gets to roll perception. You're not paying attention. First, first person came in there and they thought that there was nothing there. And they told you as much. There's no reason for you to be like, well, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the beginning, you can let them be like, I don't believe you. But if you've been together a while, you trust this guy. Yeah. You're not so skeptical all the time. Yeah. And, but and to, to bring back the thing where I let uh, players decide, it's. Um, I've used it less on perception investigation. I use it. I tend to use it more on like history or religion and you'll get different information. Just different. That's fine. Flavored. History and religion is fine because like those are different things and you could Arcana. glean if you're a history expert, you're not necessarily a religion expert. Yeah. And, if, and vice versa. Yep. And Arcana, Arcana fits into that too. Just because uh, you're yeah. really traps good at is, traps are still hard. Traps no are one, still hard. I don't think I don't think I don't think you can find five people that all agree wholeheartedly on how traps should be on how traps should be. We did a whole episode <laughs> on traps. Check it yep. out. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, versus uh, investigation of traps. It always comes back. <laughs> it always comes back. It always comes back. Well, uh, we didn't really touch on full a full go through of the action and combat, which I still think we could do that. Uh, that'd be one of those informational episodes like a subclass breakdown. There you this go. was more free form and. I like that a lot, but that's the end <laughs> of this one, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, hopefully no more extended breaks in the near future. So. Bye. Stay healthy. Stay Bye. Healthy. We all stay healthy. Let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Craig. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Perfect. Craig. Craig, he made me, he made me do it. <laughs>